This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com slash critical to find out more. There has been a drip feed of headlines all year about worrying economic data coming out of China. And this week we heard their annual growth rate won't meet expectations and might fall below 5%. Which mightn't sound so bad, but is actually a big step down for China. So why is China's economy slowing? And what could it mean for the rest of the world? Squish Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Alex Ty. And I'm Alice Dempster. First up, Alice, I think we really need to lay the groundwork by saying that China has had an incredible story of growth and prosperity over the last decades. Mm. Since 1978, when China began to open up its economy, it has had an average growth in gross domestic product, which is the total of everything they produce, of 9% a year, which is huge. Yeah, and we don't like to overhype things here at The Squiz, but China's economic growth has been extraordinary and one of the big global stories of our time. Mm. With their population of 1.3 billion, it has made them the second largest economy in the world. So quite a feat. Only behind the United States. And that extraordinary growth streak was on track to continue But then along came COVID. We covered this at the time, Alex, but China's response to COVID was one of the strictest in the world. Yes, this was what was known as the zero COVID policy that the Chinese government implemented, which seriously limited travel and business and lasted much longer than lockdowns in other countries. Yeah, we kind of forget, but can you believe the zero COVID policy only ended in January of this year? Mm. So yeah, the breaks were on for a long time. Now, economists expected China's economy to roar back after those restrictions were lifted, but that just hasn't happened. Yeah, it really hasn't. The Chinese government set a growth target of around 5% this year, which you have to remember is a modest target for China. Yeah, but quarterly figures out this week show that China isn't on target to hit even that modest target. Which does raise the question... Why not? Why isn't China growing as fast as before? So it really helps to dig into the major parts of China's economy. And one thing to know is that the property market is really central to their economy. The real estate and construction industries make up at least a quarter of China's economy. And the price of housing has really been falling in the last year. Mm. So you see media reports in places like Nancheng, which is a city of over 6 million people in China. China. And according to one measure, 20% of homes in Nancheng are vacant. And that is an outlier city, but across the country, some reports say that the vacancy rate is around 12%. But China's woes aren't just from a declining housing market. No, it's also a decline in foreign investment in China. Prior to COVID, there was this idea that China was friendly to businesses. It was a reliable way to make money. Mm. But the COVID lockdowns really changed that. It was hard to get information out of China during COVID. Mm. Lockdowns made production there unpredictable. 
And we have started to see global supply chains shift away from the country. Apple, for instance, has moved some production of iPhones to India and the production of AirPods to Vietnam. Those are two of the main economic factors affecting China, the falling domestic housing market and shrinking foreign investment. And there's plenty more factors, but the overall result is a slowing Chinese economy. Which raises the next question, Alice. If the second largest economy in the world is struggling, what does that mean for the rest of the world? That is coming up next. Before we get into what might be in the news next week, a message from our podcast advertiser, BHP. This week, they're keen to share with Squizzers how the resources they mine are key to the energy transition to renewable energy. Yeah, we often hear about the push towards renewable energy, but what doesn't get as much attention is the role resources play in making that transition possible. Take steel, for instance. It's a key material used in the construction of renewable energy infrastructure as well as in bridges, transportation, hospitals and schools. And a big part of it comes from iron ore. BHP says the importance of responsibly produced Australian iron ore is clear. And by that, they mean reducing the greenhouse gas emissions associated with iron ore production. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power their port facilities at Port Hedland. It's happening now at BHP. And if you want to learn more, visit bhp.com forward slash critical. You'll find that link in your episode notes. China's extraordinary economic growth has stalled to the surprise of a lot of economists. So how are other countries thinking about the Chinese slowdown? We should probably get the most obvious thing out of the way first, Alex. Mm. The economy is interconnected. China has 1.3 billion people buying goods from all over the world. And if they stop buying as many things, then the whole world will feel that. Yeah. Look, China is the world's largest importer of food and oil and other commodities. Roughly a third of Australia's exports are bought by China. So that's unsurprising that a slowdown in China would be bad for other economies. But there are a couple of surprising things to note. Yep. One is that in the short term, at least, a slowdown in China could actually reduce inflation in nations that are facing it. Mm. And that's because the cost of Chinese goods has been dropping, which means cheaper imports from China. Hmm. So that's one (laughs) possible outcome. Mm -hmm. The other, though, has to do with China's diplomacy. So... On the squiz, we've been talking about China's recent meetings with US officials. Some analysts have suggested China's willingness to engage with the US is because they're realising the need for more global trade and investment as their own economy falters. Hmm. This is going to be a fascinating dynamic to watch. And that is your shortcut to China's economic slowdown. Now on to our recommendations. If you want to know more about China's leader, Xi Jinping, The Economist has a great podcast series called The Prince, which you can check out. Just search for The Prince wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, that one sounds good. And the Lowy Institute has a great interactive graph that shows the way that China has captured global trade since it opened up back in the 70s. We will link to both of those in the show notes. Thank you for listening in. If you like what you heard, please tell people about the podcast. And if you have any requests, you can send them through to hello at thesquiz.com.au. And in the meantime, there are plenty of back episodes of Squiz Shortcuts for you to have a listen to. So get onto that. Until next time.
Kate Watson, co-host of News Club and The Weekly Wrap, jumping in here to say thank you for listening to our podcasts first and foremost. And if you like them, we'd really appreciate it if you could share them. Tell your mates about us. Tell your family. Tell your barista. Tell your hairdresser. Whoever you think might be interested in the news that we cover. You telling people about us is still the number one way we grow. Thanks in advance.